Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. You're listening to the Good Dirt Podcast. This is a place where we dig into the nitty gritty of sustainable living through food, fashion, and lifestyle. And we're your hosts, Mary and Emma Kingsley, the mother and daughter founder team of Lady Farmer. We're sowing seeds of slow living through our community platform, events, and online marketplace. We started this podcast as a means to share the wealth of information and quality conversations that we're having in our world as we dream up and deliver ways for each of us to live into the new paradigm, one that is regenerative, balanced, and whole. We want to put the microphone in front of the voices that need to be heard the most right now. The farmers, the dreamers, the designers, and the doers. So come cultivate a better world with us. We're so glad you're here. Now, let's dig in. Good morning. Good morning. I want to ask you a question. So you know how we ask all of our guests, what does the good dirt mean to you? And we get all kinds of answers to that. But I think there are some common threads that run through those answers. And most of them have to do with the fact that good dirt is essential to our survival on the planet, that it's full of life, and that we need to protect it and to help it grow. And as we've heard through our guests, the good dirt can be both literal and metaphorical. So today, I thought it would be fun if we talked about what it means to have a good dirt holiday. I love that. It kind of makes me think like a good dirt life. It's fun. So great. So what does a good dirt holiday mean to you? Well, it means taking care of yourself, taking care of the earth, being thoughtful and mindful about your decisions and of course your purchases and things you're doing to celebrate and which celebrations are regenerative, which celebrations encourage life, which are degenerative, which, you know, wear us out, cause problems. There's all kinds of ways that the way we talk about good dirt on this show can apply to how we get through these cultural celebrations. Yeah. And I guess when you say that, it makes me think it's not necessarily about the holiday itself or even maybe even what we're doing, but like how we're going about doing it and why, to your point, if certain things wear you out, it's maybe not helpful to blame the holiday itself or blame culture at large or any of those things that it might be easy to just sort of get stuck there and instead say, well, we want to celebrate this, but maybe we rethink about how we're doing it and why we're doing it. And yeah, in a more good dirt way. That seems fun. I like the way a minute ago you said, it's like the good dirt holiday translates to the good dirt life or a good dirt lifestyle. And once we learn kind of what that means, we can apply it to everything. So to begin, what do you think that might look like in the literal sense? Like what are some of the things that we typically do during the holidays that are wasteful, unconscious, stressful, all these things that we could shift just a little bit to literally make good dirt. Well, I think the first thing that comes to my mind, and not to like rain on anybody's parade, but I think that shopping for decorations 
at stores where you are buying decorations that have been made. You're the first person to own this item, most likely made out of plastic or plastic byproducts or things that are made to look like they're not plastic, but they actually are plastic, usually marked up at an amazing rate, if you're, depending on what time you're buying them. I'm talking about really any holiday, but it's particularly, it really ramps up in the fall with Halloween and then Christmas. So yeah, I mean, decorations are so fun. I love decorations. It's sort of, to me, falls in a similar category of clothes, where it's like, there are so many clothes in the world. And if you need more clothes, there are so many ways to going about acquiring new clothes that are much more friendly to the planet and to the people who made those items and to yourself, ultimately. So in the vein of decorations, I would say it might be a really fun place to start, especially if any of that seemed overwhelming at all to you. Number one, for me, walking around our neighborhood during Halloween, Cam and I both say to ourselves, where do people keep all this stuff when it's not out in their yard? How do you store it? Because a lot of it just seems to take up a lot of room. A lot of things like that with the fall decorations and I mean, really any holiday decoration. What kinds of things can you either make or source that are natural? You know, pumpkins, gourds, leaves for the more winter stuff, you know, the greenery, things that can be reused year after year, things you can make yourself. Uh, so that's sort of where my head goes with the good dirt holidays, directly to the decorations. If I'm walking through a store like Target or one of those Michaels, any store that has decoration, it's fun to obviously looking at items that are holiday themed are fun to look at. But I also get a sense of, oh, wouldn't it be more fun to have the creativity to like make that myself or find it in a thrift store or something like that? Like that's like more fun. So what I feel like when you buy something like that at a store like that, it's like all the all the fun parts done for you. And you're just moving this like object around and paying for it. And ultimately you have to decide what to do with it when you're done. So it just seems like a lot more work than it's worth. Yeah. When I'm in those places and I look around, I really get overwhelmed because I think what's going to happen to all this stuff? It's not all going to get sold because, you know, you see, you know, a few days after the holiday, it's slashed, you know. 75% off. The other day I was somewhere and I literally saw that like it was the beginning of November when I saw this and right after Halloween and of course before Thanksgiving and it said all fall 75% off. And so they were already trying to get rid of it and it was still the middle of fall. So I find that a real disconnect. I find that overwhelming. What's going to happen to all this stuff? But anyway, I couldn't agree with you more on the decorations. And I have found that just going outside and looking around a little bit, especially in winter, especially for the winter, you know, some bare branches are really pretty, you know. And if you're, you know, someone that has like a holly bush or a magnolia tree, just a few little clippings, it just goes such a long way. And you really don't need plastic. We're made to think we do. But when I think of the holiday festivities, I think of all the food that is prepared and consumed and, you know, carried around to parties and taken here and there. So it occurs to me that it's it's really easy to fall into the trap of, you know, creating a lot of waste in our holiday celebrations around the food. And some of this is really unavoidable. I totally get it. But with a little thought, it might be easier to reduce some of that waste and help create 
more of a good dirt holiday. Number one is like being careful about where you're sourcing your food, you know, the farmer's market, your CSA, try to cut down on the packaging as you're buying food. And certainly try to come up with a way to compost your food waste. And we talk about that a lot on here and how composting is something that's really key in terms of our individual actions in reaction to climate change. Composting is something really, really positive and helpful that we can all do. And yeah, I get it. You know, you're busy, you're going to a party or you're having company. You need the convenience of pre-prepared foods. Sometimes, like I said, this is unavoidable, but just with a little bit of thought, maybe we can reduce some of that. A lot of times, too, you can source pre-prepared foods maybe by someone made locally in your community or a local restaurant who does sort of the smaller scale catering where you pick up pre-made meals and dishes. There was, I think, a lot more of that sort of came out of the pandemic and probably find someone even in your neighborhood who's willing to bake a few extra pies or make a casserole and it's still homemade. And they might be really cognizant of where they're sourcing their food, depending on where you are in the world. But that could be a, a fun thing to look up if you if you really do need to source pre-made foods as opposed to just cooking everything from scratch. Yeah. And if you're taking food to a party or to a meal at someone's house, I know it's it's really automatic to get out the plastic wrap and, you know, put it in the, the big clamshell and to take it, to transport it. But you'd be surprised how easy it is just to pull out that casserole dish you never use and put the food in there and put a towel over the top. And in most cases, you're really good to go and it works out just fine. And there's things we can do just with a little bit of thought. And in terms of our holiday meals, the times we're preparing a meal at home for our own families or possibly even having a lot of people over, again, we can turn our attention to where it's sourced. We can pay attention to packaging, try to buy and prepare things that have less packaging waste. And if people are coming over, you might suggest that people bring things that they're contributing to the meal in a container that they can take back home. I think most people are really happy to comply with that. And that way, when the party's over, you won't be left with a bunch of things to throw away. Just an idea. The trick there is getting people to actually bring their dishes back home instead of having a bunch of dishes left over. <laughs> they're really like, this sense? That happens to me sometimes. But eventually they do get back to everyone. They do. And sometimes it's an excuse to reach out to somebody yeah. and say, hey, we need to meet up. I need to give you your casserole yeah. back. So fun. <laughs> it works. So how about gifting? Let's talk about gifting. That's another fun category and the good dirt holiday concept. Yeah. So there are all kinds of gifts that are consumable. Food, things that can be digested by humans and the earth. <laughs> Wonderful baked goods, candy. Paper goods, like, you know, give stationary things to use up. Any type of crap. Like, I'm, this just popped in my head, but those beautiful, like, beeswax lantern things. I've seen them made and you can also make them. Anything that you can make that you can use. Candles. Yeah. Just that. That's like such a fun category to think of. Any crafts you can make. One year I received a beautiful handmade little leather. Just It was a very simple little leather clasp sort of band that my friend made. She just made a bunch of them for all her friends and mailed them out for your headphones, like to wrap up. This is funny because it's kind of like a few years ago, we all used to have wired headphones. Now wired headphones don't exist as much anymore, but 
it was like you could you could wind up your wire headphones and then clasp this little leather thing around it and it would keep it from getting tangled. And she made Yeah, she made them for everybody. That's cool. And, you know, this is not to say you have to make all your gifts. I know that can be a little intimidating. Of course, that's just one category of good dirt gifts. Right. But things that are able to return to the earth. And, you know, clothing is a really popular category of gifts. So if you're giving somebody clothing, consider making it something that's from all natural textiles, you know, try to avoid synthetics, keeping in mind that an article of clothing that's made of 100% natural textiles is going to be able to return to the earth, is going to be able to someday biodegrade and not be around thousands of years later. Well, not only that, it just feels better to wear. It's just much better in general. In my experience, it feels better to wear. It's more like temperature regulating. I'm thinking specifically, I was recently at a shop in DC with a friend and we found this chore, a chore coat, like the the cut was a chore coat and it was maybe supposed to look like leather. I'm not sure what the exact material was, but it was a little on the pricier side, but it fit so well and the color was perfect and she was so excited about it and was trying to decide if she should splurge and get it. And then we looked at the fiber tag and it was 70% polyester, 30% thing else I don't remember. And it was really helpful how that made it so easy to decide like, you know what? It's made to look like a bit leather or wool or whatever it was, but it's not that. And so the quality itself just immediately, it, you're just able to see the price for for what it was, which was it was priced to what it looked like, not what, not what it actually was. So that's just sort of a tidbit in, in sourcing in general, not just gifting, but anytime you can opt for real materials, often that means it might be a little pricier, but another great reason to source vintage or a thrift store is to look for like the real stuff. It's like really helpful to me. Actually, at the end of the day, I end up saving money that way, being that discerning about the labels because I usually don't buy the thing. And if I do, it's probably sourced from secondhand. So I end up saving. Yeah, that is such a good point. It helps you narrow down. And instead of being overwhelmed by all these things you could buy, well, I like that. Should I get it? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I find that's useful even when I'm shopping thrift. Now, thrift is thrift. There's good reasons to shop thrift. But for me personally, I can get overwhelmed in a thrift store. You know, there can be like three racks of sweaters. So if I'm going to buy something, even off the thrift rack, I prefer to have it 100% wool or 100% cotton. It helps in the decision making. And also it's what I want to wear and what I want to wear against my body. And it's what I know will someday be returned to the earth. So that's just super helpful. And the same goes for materials of other things too. And when we're thinking of gifting, think in terms of truly recyclable materials, which means avoiding all plastic. Yes, some plastics can be recycled, but even when plastics are recycled, they're just turned into something else made of plastic. And then if they're recycled again and again and again, eventually they're going to end up as microplastics in the soil. So any kind of plastics do not make good dirt. Okay. That's just like a rule. Can't avoid them entirely. But in terms of gift giving and purchasing for ourselves, truly recyclable materials like glass and aluminum, you're okay with those. So if you're making candy or some kind of food and you're delivering it in a glass jar, that's a really good dirt gift. Or if you are making something consumable, a wax paper is a great alternative to like a plastic wrap. 
or, but I like the glass jar thing. That's a great idea too. Actually, Emma, instead of wax paper, I would choose parchment paper because in some cases, the wax that they use on that wax paper is not the greatest. I personally think it's a lot better than plastic, but if you want to go one step further and not have it a kind of a gray area, parchment paper. So parchment, I didn't even realize there was a difference between parchment paper and wax paper. I guess parchment paper is the paper part and it's just not wax. And then wax paper has wax on it. Well, I just know that, you know, you bake with parchment paper, but if you baked with wax paper, it would melt. (laughs) So I guess what I'm getting, what I get usually is parchment paper then. Yeah. You're thinking about parchment paper. Okay. Have you ever tried to bake with wax paper? (laughs) I guess I haven't, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it. Because if you had, you would know. Okay, there we go. (laughs) I guess what I'm making with parchment paper then. (laughs) Anyway, a little mother-daughter hint there. Let me tell you about what it's like to drift to sleep on a 100% natural wool pillow sourced from regenerative farms wrapped in a lovingly handmade organic cotton pillowcase. Oh wait, I can't. I think it's just something you're going to have to try for yourself. Holy Lamb Organics is proud to carry on a centuries-old tradition of making beautiful textile products by hand. Combining heritage methods with pristine natural and organic materials and sustainable business practices, they bring a dedication to healthy living and the environment. Everything Holy Lamb does reflects their devotion to the planet and its inhabitants. From their supply chain to their manufacturing processes to their facilities management, nothing happens without considering the environmental impact. Most importantly, they're also dedicated to fair labor practices, secure working conditions, diversity, and inclusion. From the farm to the mill to their partner manufacturers, everyone shares the same high ideals of a safe, respectful workplace and environmentally conscious methods. Making good products enables them to do good work. Every time we order something from Holy Lamb Organics, we're proud to support a small town made in America company. You can find Holy Lamb Organics in the Lady Farmer Marketplace. For additional marketplace discounts, you can join the Almanac, our member-supported community platform. Find Holy Lamb Organics products including pillows, sheets, natural wool comforters, and more in the bedding section of the Lady Farmer Marketplace at www.ladyfarmer.com. All right. So we could think also in terms of gifts for the good dirt, gifts that are alternatives to actual things. Oh, yes. But before we go there, I had one more thought because I'm staring at my bookshelf of books that I read and love. I don't need anymore. You can also give people oh. books that are on already on your bookshelf. <laughs> oh, I think that's a great idea. I love that. You know, who cares if it's been pre-owned? Yeah, you it's know? just like buying a you know, used bookstore or something. That is such a great idea. And you're giving it in thoughtfulness and love for that person because it's something you know that they would enjoy. Yeah. Let's normalize giving people gifts just to like things that we already own that we're done with. I love that so much. Oh, a hundred percent. That's a really good one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Moving on to non-gift gifts. Yeah. So as always, there are the gifts of experience. What are some examples of that that you could think of? Oh, wow. Like concert tickets or yeah that's a big one in our family there's usually at least a few of those every holiday or invitations to an outing like let's go on a hike you know let's meet for lunch at such and such a a restaurant yeah you know offering for the treat of a meal out or we could call them like a good dirt date like come over and we're gonna 
do some fermenting or we're going to make candles or we're going to do some fun thing like that. Oh, that's so fun. Natural dyeing. Yeah. Or a kit that reminds me, this might involve purchasing something, but when we were kids, I really loved, but there was a brand that used to make like kits for kids where you could like, it was, you would build something or create something. So you would get a box. It had all the things in it for the project. So maybe you could create one of those, you know, like a make your own fill in the blank. (laughs) Either you make one or you source one. Like a birdhouse. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Something like that. Like for a kid, like you put together a little birdhouse kid and you could Google the instructions and you need these materials and put it all together. That's a really good idea. I'm sure there's companies now that are doing that, that you can buy the set. And if you're out there, call us. We'd love to talk about your product on the good dirt. <laughs> or let us know if you if you're listening and you know of a company that does that, let us know. We'd love to promote them, especially if they're cognizant about packaging and not using plastic. Giving the gift of enabling a creative project is, I think, really special because a lot of times a lot of the barriers to starting something like that is, oh, I gotta like get all the stuff for it. Exactly. And along those lines, you could give someone the ingredients for a recipe too. Yeah. One time we got, was it hot chocolate kits or something yeah. from our cousin? She made for everyone. Yeah. And she'd even made the homemade marshmallows. It was so great. It was wonderful. <laughs> that was great. And then there's also the idea of the DIY gift coupon. I say DIY because, you know, you don't need to order little plastic cards to tell somebody you're giving them a gift. You can just write it on a piece of paper and say, here's a gift to the local thrift store or the farmer's market, or here's a really good one. Speaking of spreading the good dirt, you might consider giving someone a gift membership to a local CSA so that they can enjoy the gift of real farm food, sustainably grown food, All year long or all season long. Yeah, or really a gift subscription membership to anything. We have, let's see, my brother gave my dad one of those a few years ago for a monthly like charcuterie box. And then the still giving. Those are amazing gifts. And yeah, speaking of subscription memberships, you might have heard the Good Dirt podcast itself. This very show, we are running a pledge drive currently that falls in that category of subscription membership just because we are excited about the opportunity for listeners or potential listeners to contribute to the show in this way. And you can actually give a full year of pledges at any of the tiers. That would be an awesome gift. And there are physical reward, thank you rewards affiliated with each level. So you would still even have something to wrap up and send for the holiday, if that's something that's important to you. Just a timely plug there as far as monthly memberships. And in the same category of that, we have the digital rewards affiliated with the monthly pledge. It's not just pledging monthly. You also get a lot of really great stuff, like everything in the online community. So Lady Fire Online community, our monthly gatherings, our monthly skill shares, bonus content, behind the scenes, all kinds of stuff. So it's just a full year of fun for any Good Dirt listener. Our very cool book yeah, club. Yeah, our very cool book club where sometimes the authors yeah. even come and talk to our book club. So that is quite a gift. And if you're a current listener, current member, great gift to bring a friend in, right? That actually just happened. Someone joined you, joined because of someone had gifted the membership. And yeah, so super fun. Yes. Thanks to all of you. 
that are helping us keep the show going. So to continue, what do you think it means to have a good dirt holiday in more of the figurative sense? The first thing that came to my mind is slowing down. It's been a couple of years since the pandemic. Things are probably feeling back to normal as far as holiday parties and gatherings go. That stuff piles up really, really quickly. So maybe practicing not RCPing yes to absolutely everything. That's a hard one for me. Being more present, having specific plans. Like I'm going to plan to just be home today. Maybe choose a slow activity like baking something or doing something artistic in your home. Slowing down, being more present. What about you? Yeah, slowing down. Of course, that's so good. Slowing down, taking time for ourselves. And also I'm thinking about how to make meaningful connections with others during this time. Like make sure to whatever extent is possible, you connect with friends and family that really means something to you, you know, people you really want to catch up with, which might be a little different from just going to a bunch of holiday parties with people, you know, you don't know and a lot of small talk and so forth. And maybe you enjoy that and that's fine. I know for me personally, I want to be really thoughtful about where I'm spending my time. Just like I'm thoughtful about where to spend my money on the gifts and my other and my resources, I want to think about where I'm spending my time and who I'm spending it with. So I think that's part of the Good Dirt holiday celebration and create the experiences that I want and are going to mean something. Another idea I have for Good Dirt in the more, I guess, figurative sense than dealing with the sort of material aspects of a holiday would be to try to be outside as much as possible, or if you are not physically outside, finding ways to engage with nature, whether it's bringing, maybe this is back to the decorations, but bringing some of the outside in as decorations, whether it's spending a few extra minutes by the window in the morning with your coffee, staring out the window, watching the birds outside your window, whether it is going on a walk, even if it seems a little chilly, you know, put on another layer and just be outside as much as you can, even if it's just a little bit. That always makes a big difference for me too. Yeah, I think this is all part of the taking care of yourself theme as well, because when we connect with nature in whatever way is possible for us, we're sort of leaning into the season and what nature is telling us in the season. And that is to take time for rest. Look around us. Nature is retreating and we can take a hint from that and Make time for rest and reflection and utilize this time of darkness to restore ourselves. Love it. Even though out there in the culture, December is supposed to be crazy time where you run around doing all this stuff. This is just part of the good dirt holiday, I think, to recognize that it doesn't have to be all that. Right. Definitely. And something else I want to talk about in terms of a good dirt holiday is reaching out in some way to your community such as supporting local organizations financially or with volunteer time or inviting over neighbors that you rarely see during the year. You can call somebody you haven't spoken to in a long time. In doing this kind of thing, we really are mimicking good dirt because for millions of years, chemical communication between the soil organisms has been essential for plant well-being and growth and growth of all life on the planet. So in being a part of our community and reaching out to our community, we are creating a good dirt holiday. That's a really lovely way to think about it too. Do you have any favorite good dirt 
holiday memories or anything in particular that you think stands out as something that we're talking about here that you personally experienced? Oh, I have so many, you know, good dirt holiday memories. You know, I've been alive a long time. (laughs) So many holidays from childhood and from when you guys were small and recent years as well out here at the farm. There's so many. But when I think about what I'm really enjoying over the holidays, I think it's just everyone being together and sitting around the fire and and talking and having fun. That's that's my good dirt holiday memory and my good dirt experience that I, I want to keep having. What about you? Probably similarly related, my favorite sort of good dirt holiday memory maybe isn't a specific one time of this happening, but the way that time does slow down over the holiday because the schedules are different and it can feel like you have multiple days of like it's okay to watch several hours of the Great British Baking Show or some, you know, just things like that <laughs> where it's like so nice to just be. So yeah, I don't usually watch a, a whole lot of television, but I, I like watching stuff like that over the holiday for long periods of time. It is fun. And I remember just last year, there was a big giant freeze right on the day we were supposed to be traveling and we decided to put off our travel for a day or two. And so I picked up Heidi, the children's novel, Heidi, that I hadn't read it since I was a kid. And I sat down on the couch and I just sat there all day in front of the fire and read the whole thing. And because we had no plans for the day, because we were supposed to be traveling, it was just the most wonderful, timeless, slow, fun, restorative day. It was just, it was just beautiful. So things like that, things where, as you said, the schedule is gone. There's no structure. You can just sit back and relax. and. Do whatever you want and eat leftovers. <laughs> yes, that's also really fun. Definitely a good dirt thing to do. And so, yeah, having said all of these things, though, it's really important to recognize there is no perfect holiday. We all know this. There's certainly no perfect good dirt holiday. There's going to be stress. There's going to be plastic. There are lots of things we wish you could do differently. But as we say over and over again, we can begin by noticing by just being aware that there even are other ways of doing things. And we're here to tell you that if that's where you are today, wanting to shift even the smallest things in your own life and experience towards a more slow and sustainable and good dirt lifestyle, then you're on your way. I agree. I think that's very well said. And we have a few fun good dirt holiday things in store for you coming up next month. In the meantime, we hope that you are having a smooth and slow and relaxing start to or wherever you are in your relationship with the holidays and the end of the year and the slowing down. And depending on which hemisphere you're in, whether the weather is getting colder or warmer, we wish you all of the best from us. And thank you so much for continuing to listen, tune in and to support us. You can find more about the pledge drive at the link in the show notes and at the website under the podcast section of our website. And we're just so grateful. Speaking of holidays and being grateful, lots of gratitude over here. So thank you all. And we'll see you next month. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful holiday. Thank you for tuning
tuning in, calling in, and spreading the good dirt. We love hearing from you. You can reach our listener voicemail at 443-459-1950. That's 443-459-1950. You can find this number in our show notes and in our Instagram profile. This show is produced by Lady Farmer, a slow living lifestyle community. And the original music is composed and performed by John Kingsley. For more from Lady Farmer, follow us on Instagram at We Are Lady Farmer. That's We Are Lady Farmer. Or join us online at www.ladyfarmer.com. We'll see you next time on The Good Dirt. Goodbye. <laughs>